I'm Fletcher from amindforlanguage.com, and you're listening to Greeking Out, a podcast for ancient and Koine Greek learners full of tools, tips, and possibly tirades on learning Greek using comprehension-based methods. If that isn't familiar to you, check out episode zero, The Manifesto, for more info. I've always loved Christmas, um, and largely from the music. Um, and as I got older, I came to love the uh, songs that date back hundreds or thousands of years, the the great O antiphones that we have in O Como Come Emmanuel and uh, the Latin version of O Como Ye Faithful, Adestes Fideles. And it made me wonder, what is there for ancient Greek? That's the Western tradition. Well, there's the Greek Orthodox and you know there's the Eastern side of the church as well, and they certainly would have their traditions. And so this got me thinking, um, I wonder what's out there. And I tried to look and couldn't really find much because that's, in a sense, a different world than what I've, I'm used to and I've grown up in. So I contacted a friend of mine. So in this episode, I'm talking with Monique Neal. She teaches Greek with the Circe Institute, and she's also an Orthodox Christian. We talked about Greek music for the Advent or Nativity Fast season, as it's called in the Orthodox Church, as well as Christmas. Um, and Monique and one of her daughters actually sang two of the songs for us that she talked about um, now, sadly, the recording program didn't do the best job with the music. I think it's noise canceling. Couldn't quite figure out that this was song and not people talking. So those parts of the episode are a little garbled, but you still get a taste of the music um, and also Monique and her daughter's beautiful voices. Um, we also talked about her teaching with the Circe Institute and the apprentice-based program that she leads. It's, it's fascinating how it works, and uh, very, I think very interesting. has some really cool ideas for uh, both students and teachers. And I know I learned a lot and found some new things to read, maybe sing, throughout this season. So grab some hot chocolate and tune in for our first Greeking Out episode about Greek music. So today I have with me Monique Neal. Um, she's a Greek teacher from the Circe Institute and also an Orthodox Christian. Um, and she's going to talk to us about Greek music um, for the Advent or Nativity Fast season, I believe it is called, in the Orthodox Church. Is that right, Monique? Yes, yes. We're currently in the Nativity Fast right now. So these are um, these are Christmas or Nativity hymns. So so for us, in, uh, you know, I, I'm, I've grown up in a Western, you know, Catholic, descendant from Catholic kind of tradition. Mm -hmm. um, so for us, it's Advent is about a four week, uh, the four weeks prior to Christmas, um, and it's usually focused on looking forward to the you know, the coming, of, re remembering the first coming of Jesus, and looking forward to his second. Um, how is that different? Or is that the same in the Nativity fast, or is it? How is that different within the Orthodox tradition? Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm just so happy to be here talking to you. So thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, I mean, in the Orthodox tradition, it's it's really the same thing, except uh, we, we we do everything very long. We, we, we have long uh, divine liturgy, we have long services, and our, uh, our nativity fast begins on November 15. And okay. so it's, it's a 40 day, it's a 40 day fast, and it's okay. a 40 day season of preparation. Uh, that's that's how we look at it—a season of preparation. So very similar to Lent, then in the in the Western yes. tradition. 
Yes. It's a little bit less strict than Lent. Um, The fast is a little bit less strict. Um, There's there's a lot of days that are just um, uh, looser in terms of the fast. Uh, But yes, it's very similar. It's a 40-day period of preparation. Okay. Um, And... You know, and again, growing up in a Western tradition, I'm more familiar with like the Gregorian chants and the Latin chants that we have for um, for Advent. So that's why I was really I wanted to have you on the podcast and talk about well, what is it the the Greek Christian tradition has done? Um, and are there songs that I'm assuming written in Koine, um, you know, the Koine dialect that might be accessible for you know Greek students or people who just want to have some you know be able to use music as part of their Greek learning. Um, Yes, 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 absolutely. And honestly, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, who are the, who are the great, like, who are the hymnists or whatever the right term is? um, Who are the people that we look for, for Greek music for this time of year? Right, right. Uh, So that's, that's one of the beauties about Christmas, uh, you know, Greek Christmas carols is, um, you know, you have these ancient hymns. That are yeah. still sung today, um, you know, among the Greek people and especially uh, universally in the Orthodox churches. So, um, one of the earliest hymnograph- hymnographers uh, was Romanos the Melodist. Okay. And um, so he wrote in uh, the sixth century. Wow. And uh, yeah, so these are, this is, these are old, these are old hymns. So he's not, um, he's not that. He's only a century after St. John Chrysostom then, right? They're about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and, and uh, um, yeah, yeah. We'll see a little bit of that because I've got another hymn um, that was um, written by uh, Cosmos the Melodist or Cosmos the Poet. And uh, what he did is, well, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Um, but yeah, Romanos, Romanos the Melodist, uh, he wrote in the sixth century and legend, there's all sorts of legends surrounding him. He's a saint. Uh, he's a saint in the Orthodox Church. Um, but legend had it that he was actually, you know, a really humble deacon uh, who was not talented at all with singing. Um, or with chanting and had embarrassing stories of, you know, the other people pushing him aside and saying, that sounds so bad, you know, let let us come in and, and take over. Um, but he prayed, he prayed to the mother of God. And in this vision, uh, she gave him a scroll to swallow. And after that, as legend has it, he wrote this hymn, which is, huh. it's called the Christmas Contakion. And Contakion comes from the word scroll, which very fittingly he swallowed in this vision from the mother of God. A Kentuckian is, is basically a, uh, a thematic hymn that is sung in church. And so, um, yeah, so this is the nativity Kentuckian. It's the, it's the hymn that's sung uh, on Christmas day. And of course, Orthodox and, and Greek people too uh, celebrate, we celebrate the 12 days of Christmas, right? right. Christmas starts on, on the 25th and it ends on the Elfani, which is January 6th, which is the um, which is the feast that celebrates the baptism of the Lord. Um, and so this is, this is sung during that period. Um, and um, it's beautiful. Uh, today, the Virgin gives birth uh, to the transcendent one, the earth presents a cave to the unapproachable one. Uh, This is in English, angels with shepherds give him glory. Wise men follow a star as they journey to him who is God from all ages, who for our sakes was born as a little child. 
Um, oh. So I can sing that. I can sing that in Greek. Um, and these are the original words um, that uh, that the saint wrote in the sixth century. So um, I have my daughter here to sing the low voice. So we'll sing it together here. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually standing by the piano to make sure. Again, I, I'm not a singer, <clears throat> but I do love this music and hopefully that'll come through. All right. So mm -hmm. let's see. Well, that's beautiful. Isn't it? I love Isn't the like it? minor, like haunting kind of minor melodies yeah. you get with yeah. some with some of the Greek music. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um yeah, so that's Byzantine ecclesiastical chant. Yeah. Um, but you're right, there's something in it of um, you know, it's that it's that joyful sadness. You yeah. know that, uh, and and there is a sadness, right? We know this child is born, who, um, you know, death is coming, you know, for our sakes, and and there's and and I, I and I do think that melody captures that. It's 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 just beautiful. Yeah. Once you learn that, you're going to want to sing it all the time. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds yeah. really really pretty. Um, yeah. 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 So I'll definitely have to um, definitely have to hunt that down and put a link to the lyrics and like a recording. Uh, I'm sure it's being such a famous song. I'm sure there's tons of recordings on YouTube. Um, people can listen mm -hmm. to it as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you said that dates from the 600s? Yeah. Wow. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there is a uh, Christmas homily that Gregory the theologian wrote really? in the year 380. Um, it's beautiful. Um, it's um it's it's believed to have been delivered on Christmas Day 380 uh okay. by uh Gregory the theologian who is a saint in the Orthodox Church saint so I I I will slip and call him Saint Gregory <laughs> um no, that's, that's fine um yep. pardon pardon my ignorance what would I call him in the West is he Gregory Nazianzus or he is this is the same Gregory the theologian Gregory of Nazianzus yeah, I thought uh, so. he um he he wrote this homily called um he called it um Ista Theophania uh du Sotiros. So um Theophany or the birth of Christ, otherwise called, otherwise known as the birth of Christ, because back then the birth of Christ was also called Theophany because this is what it was. It was right. the manifestation of God on earth. Um and this um this uh, homily is is really beautiful, even in translation. So one of my children is actually memorizing it 
He's memorizing wow. an abridged version cool. um, as sort of a Christmas present to the rest of our family, which I'm so excited about. Um, but it's it's beautiful, even in translation. Um, it begins with Christ is born, glorify him. Christ from heaven, go out to meet him, anticipate him. Huh. Um, Christ on earth, be exalted, sing to the Lord all the earth. So this is how he begins the homily. And um, it's full of it's full of contradictions. Right. Um, um, you know, the darkness is past, the light is made again. Um, the old things have passed away, everything has become new. Um, and so in terms of the elocution, you have he keeps going back and forth where everything is like seemingly completely opposite, yet both are true. Right. And in English, it's beautiful because like you have these things that are extremes brought right close together with each other, right? Which seems like it just contains the universe, right? If these two things like can be brought together, seems like it doesn't make sense, and yet it does. Um, it's beautiful in English, but in Greek, it's even more powerful, as you know, because one word can do so much work. So yeah. you have one word and then the same word right next to each other. Like, for example, um, one, of my, one of my favorites is, um, he says, uh, Christ has... Christ has come down so that we may go back to God. And the word is, um, so Christ, it's epidemeo, which is the word that is used for somebody that comes to visit a place. It's okay. not their own, it's not their own city. It's not their own town, but you come to visit to stay a while. Okay. That's epidemeo. And then the contrast to that is endemeo, which is what's used for somebody that goes to stay somewhere for a while. Huh. So Christ has come down the male, so that we in the male can go back to God. It's it's absolutely beautiful. So why am I talking about Gregory the Theologian? Because so that was in 380. So in the um, I want to say it's in the eighth century. Um, Cosmos the Melodist, um, also called if you want to look for him, Cosmos the Poet. I think Cosmos of Jerusalem. He's got a lot of epithets. Um, he was a bishop. He was also a hymnographer. He actually took this homily, or at least parts of it, at least the very beginning, and he created a beautiful hymn. Um, oh. And this hymn in the Orthodox Church is the canon for Christmas Day. Okay. Um, cool. And 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 it's beautiful. And it starts with Christ is born, glorify him. Christos yenate doxasate. Right? By the way, and this is something that... Um, this is something I, I I just love. The way that Greek people say Merry Christmas, uh -huh. even to this day, there's a few ways you can say it. You can say, which means many years, which is what you would say for any feast, for birthdays as well. Okay. Which is basically Merry Christmas. Right. But a common way, and especially among Christians, is to say, and then the response is, so Christ oh, is born. Glorify. So if I say Christosinate, you would respond with Doxasate. Right. And this oh. is the Christmas greeting. Christ is born. Glorify him. Right. So again, um, I believe, I believe this is true, that the first place that this is written is with Gregory the Theologian in 380. And we're still saying it, right? This is this tradition is still um preserved. You know, it's such a rich tradition that's preserved even today in in uh in greece um 
and among Orthodox Christians everywhere, right? Uh, which is which is beautiful. Even in English, is beautiful, right? Christ is born, glorify Him. So yeah, so this um, this I I will also sing with the help of my beautiful alto voice here. Um, Christos, okay. Are you ready? Christos, yenarte doxasate. Christos exuranon apantisate. Christos epis hypsothite. Asaten tokirio Wow, that's lovely. That's beautiful, isn't it? And that's it's a, really beautiful. That's the opening lines to a longer uh, homily by St. Gregory. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so those the opening lines. Um, he took the opening lines. Christ is born, glorified. Christ come from heaven and receive him. Christ is on earth, be exalted. He right? Sing to the Lord, all the earth, praise him with joy, all you people, for he has been glorified. Um, those are pretty much the opening lines of this homily, and they are the opening lines of this canon. Uh, um uh for the nativity right okay so it's uh, the canon for the christmas day cosmos the melodist very cool i'll have to century yeah i'll have to hunt that down um I, one of the things i did with the uh as part of the uh greek learner text project um which i think i've maybe we talked about before but I, I digitized a um version of chrysostom's pascal homily Mm. Um, and added in the Alpheos reading tool. So like if it's got unfamiliar vocab, you can just like double click on it and it it tries to parse it and give you a gloss. So anyway, I'm thinking I may have to do that now for uh, St. Gregory's. Uh, I think that sounds homily. like a great idea. That sounds like a great idea. But yeah, it's really cool. So so those are the two, some of the two main uh, hymns, I guess, uh, for Nativity Fast. Yes, and for Christmas in liturgical okay. in liturgical Greek, and and like I said, one of the things I mean, Greeks certainly have their Christmas jingles, you know, oh, yeah. like we do, but but it's just wonderful that these are you know um, ancient and still sung to this day. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, even that's one of the things I love about a lot of the Latin hymns. Like if you, you know, if you look at an English hymn book, you know, come christmas time it'll say you know translated whatever music in this year and you look back at the words and it's like you know 1100s or you right. know which is nowhere near as ancient as what you're talking about but you can you know at least for me in a western tradition i can still feel the connection to the you know the ancient history uh, but this is going back even farther and i love uh right. little mortal flesh keep silence is that still mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um mm -hmm, i mean that mm -hmm. one goes back what 500 right similar? right 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 is that right. somewhere on christmas in the orthodox church um no that's that's used, your, so. that's used in the liturgy on sundays or part of it is right uh my songs mixed up yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure about that I'm, I'm i mean one of the things that i i mean this is part of the reason why we learn greek right yeah this is right so we can um so we can incorporate this tradition you know in our lives and so 
I think like learning the music and singing it with our children is just, um, it's just a, a, a beautiful thing to do. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, Monique, thank you very much for the glimpse into um, Greek hymnody for this this season. Um, definitely a lot of cool stuff to to find there. Um, so, again, um, what are you doing, and where can people find you if they want to keep up with um, you know your work and things like that? What's your current, I guess, major project in Greek? Yes. Okay. So I I teach for uh, the Circe Institute. Okay. Um, you can find that um, org, And um, I'm the head mentor for um, what is the Greek Apprenticeship Program, which is a three-year program. Uh, it's a hybrid program in the sense that we do two weeks a year in person, one week in the summer, one week in the winter. Um, and then other than that, it's uh, weekly online calls, one hour a week. Uh, to keep up to keep up the work and keep up the conversation and read through the text. Um, so it is a uh, a really well-designed program already tested with um, Cersei has some teacher apprenticeship programs. Yeah. And um, it turns out that this format is really good for language learning. Um, and, you know, in terms of having that time together and having time to, you know, um, you know, play games and sing songs and, you know, bond with the other people on the program and create those relationships. But yeah. then also it's doable for people that are working or teaching or, you know, um, you know, stay at home moms uh, and dads. So um, I'm, I'm just really excited about, about this program. We launched last year, we have our first class um, right now. And pretty soon, I want to say within the next month, we're going to be opening up um, enrollment for uh summer of 2024 okay so so would that be jumping into this the three-year one that's already running or joining the next cohort so it's a it's a three-year program um so we have a first class so they're the first years this summer they're going to become second years and we're going to be taking in first years and next year they're going to be third years yeah so it's a it's it's like i said it's really well designed because not only do you have your head mentor as your mentor, but then the incoming first years, once we have a the, the program built up, we'll have second years before them and third years before them that are also mentors. And those second uh, and third years get to mentor also, right? right? Mm-hmm. And and teach lessons and you know, mentor the incoming classes after them. Um, so it's you know, it's a small program. It's meant to be small. Each class, um, uh, right now I have a class of eight. Which is probably on the large side, um, yeah. which is okay because they're the only class right now. But um, each each class is probably going to be I don't know four to six people, so the whole program will be under fifteen, which is a lot of uh, not just personal attention, but time to practice, time to speak. Um, so yeah, so we'll be opening enrollment for the new first years that will be coming in. And that's great for your then second and third years because we learn better what we have to teach, you know. So true. And so this true. is, uh, and this is again a communicative style class, right? So they're learning, they're learning to speak and listen and all this at the same time. It's not just textbook based, right? And met- that's right. That's right. Yeah, we work through Athenaza, um, but I include a lot of original text. Like I weave it in even from the very beginning. Uh, some people like it. Some people are like, "What's going on?" <laughs> but I like. I I I believe that we shouldn't study ancient Greek for years and then suddenly experience that gap of, "Oh my goodness, original text is so much harder." <clears throat> I think that we should 
learn to get comfortable with that gap, <clears throat> excuse me, from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, so even if it is a little bit uncomfortable, um, and it's not so uncomfortable, you know, there's there's more accessible Byzantine text, and um, certainly the gospel is accessible even after a few months of studying Greek from the communicative approach. Um, so yeah, we work from Athenaze, but I weave in a lot of original text and, um, you know, I'm not so strict. I want people to be comfortable, but for the most part, I conduct everything in ancient Greek. Nice. Yeah. And, um, just for those who are interested, the tech, like within that three-year course of study, what kind of text, original texts would people be expected, um, be exposed to? Would they get Plato? Would they just get, uh, like, uh, New Testament and Septuagint or what's kind of the range of, of stuff people might run across? So oh, um, right now, I'll just, I'll, yes to all of that, by the yes way. Yes to all of that, okay. Yes to all of that, yeah. So um, <clears throat> uh, right now we have a class that came in in July, and it's December. And in addition to the Athenaza text, we have read, uh, we certainly have read uh, selections from the gospel. We've read um, uh, Anna Crayon. Okay. Uh, we've read... We've read a number of poets, actually, a number of Greek poets. Wow. Um, short, short poetry, but yeah, but... Um, yeah we've certainly been exposed to that already. Um, what else? At the retreat, we started memorizing Homer. So even though there's, you know, the understanding comes later, but the idea is, okay, right. we're gonna we're gonna work on and we're gonna sing the proems to the Iliad and the Odyssey, you know, and later the understanding will come. Um, yeah. But then, you know, you know, we 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 know that. So uh, yeah, we've already been working with um, with some ancient poetry. We did we did do. I happen to have some advanced uh, apprentices. Um, and so we did do some Plato at the retreat. Not everybody, but some people. Okay. This is the beauty of having um, a small program. Yeah. Is if some people are ready, you can be like, "All right, let's come over here." You know, <laughs> let's let's read a little bit of the Mino, um, which is it's it's really wonderful. It's, so, it's it's been great. So, say you've, you have very little Greek, um, or no, none, you could join this program. Yeah. Yeah, um, the the idea it's helpful if you know the Greek alphabet. Right. Um, it's helpful if you um, it's helpful if you know how to read, so that if on day one you're asked to read, yeah. you you don't feel completely embarrassed. That's helpful. Um, other than that, I mean, we start we start from the very beginning. Some people are going to be right there at the beginning, and some people are going to have studied Greek from the grammatical approach. Some okay. people will already have experience with Greek communicatively. So, um, you know, we're, we're taking everybody and it okay. it does work. It does work. And then you end up having situations where the more advanced students will, you know, also help out, um, you know, and mentor some of the beginning students. Well, that sounds like a really interesting program. So like kind of regardless of where you are, you can join and you might... Mm -hmm. You may be developing both in your skills and also in your teaching skills, mentoring some of the people who aren't as advanced. And, you know, and then eventually, even if you came in at nothing, you're going to be a year two helping with year ones and so forth. So you're both learning and teaching underneath your guidance as well. Right. Is that kind of how the, the model? Yes. Is yeah, that's right. That's right. And um, there there's a lot of repetition built into the program. Right. Somebody yeah. that comes in who's already had experience with communicative Greek is going to be at a different place than the person who is just kind of still sounding out words. Um, but, you know, the, the very beginner is um, there's there's going to be there's a lot of repetition built into the program that's going to support them. 
um, because at the second year retreat, they're going to see a lot of the lessons that they saw the first year because the first years need to see those lessons. Right. And so they're going to experience certain things more than once. And that's how the program is designed. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if you've had that experience reading, let's say, Athena's where you read it the first time, you're like, yeah, I got it the second time. You're like, you yeah. see it so much better, right? And then, you know, by the third time, you're like, okay. <laughs> um, and and so that's that's the idea. A lot of repetition built in. So um yes, I it's it's even for beginners. Beginners shouldn't be intimidated. I mean, I I want this to be for beginners, right? right. That's 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 the idea. Well, that sounds like a really neat program. And and you said, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Cersei had a Latin um apprenticeship before starting the Greek one, right? So this like yes. they tested this model. They've done this model before, and now you're kind of adapting it to the particular needs of Greek. That's exactly right. So okay. uh there was the teacher's apprenticeship first that was going on for I don't remember how many years, but many years. And then um I don't remember how many years ago, maybe five years ago, the Latin apprenticeship was launched um, and uh, is a really successful program. I believe there's a wait list for it now as well. Um, and then last year we launched the Greek one, you know, using the exact same, yeah, you know, basically the same structure. Yeah. Well, that's great. So yeah. it's a really well, it's a really well established methodology um, that's showing great results, even if it's in its first iteration with Greek. That's, yeah, that's cool. yeah, and and you know what we were we use a lot of um, you know a lot of classical pedagogy, right? Yeah. Um, mimetic style teaching, and and so the you know the student who comes in to learn Greek will also be observing, and so hence learn themselves a lot of this classical pedagogy, hmm. right? Well, that's that's really cool. Um, and that's SourcingInstitute.org, you said. For the website? Cersei, yep, CerseiInstitute.org. There's a tab that's uh, called training. Under that, you'll find the Greek apprenticeship. Okay. And right. there's details on the program. Um, I have a video on there doing a little talking in ancient Greek for a little bit as well, which is kind of fun. Um, yeah, and and I am available if people want to email me and contact me with, uh, with questions. I love to hear from people that are interested in learning Greek. Okay. Well, I can put your, if you want, I can put your email in the show notes and sure. sure. Okay, great. Sure. Sure thing. Well, yeah, Monique, um, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And, um, maybe we'll have you back sometime later and talk more about other, maybe, maybe during Lent, you can come back and do a little bit on, a little bit on the Pasca. Uh, yeah. And the Pascal, Pascal hymns and things. <laughs> that sounds um, great. I would love that. That'd be fun. So yeah. Well, thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Intro and outro music is Funky Thanksgiving by Admiral Bob, used with gratitude under a Creative Commons 3.0 attribution license. Track can be found at dig.ccmixer.org.